Hello, Miss McGinnis. It is Gavin Brinkus speaking. And today we're going to be talking about Atonement, chapters 5 through 9. And not much happened in the beginning of these chapters. It was just face it was just Brianny running around uh you know stressed out about how no one wanted to pay attention to her play. But what did happen was we see Robbie write the infamous letter that really throws him into the thro- throws beef with in between him and Brianni. So that letter we all know is um he was fantasizing about her in his bath, and he wrote a love letter th- to her, and he thought it was a terrible, terrible idea, so he crumbled it up, threw it away. But what he didn't know is he crumbled up and threw away the wrong letter, and he actually gave Brianne, or uh to give to Cecilia a very detailed, basically X-rated Lust letter rather than love letter. He thinks is is he ruined his shot. Although when she does open it and read it, she feels the same way and falls in love with him. It's I I honestly would just say that it must be fate. Anyway, let's get into some symbolism, shall we? All right, before we start to break this down. You know, being a teenager, sure you're gonna send some risky text messages, and it's kind of it's kind of beautiful to watch how Robbie shoots his shot, and she actually falls for him. We all know that um, us nowadays we might send the wrong text at the wrong time or the right text at the wrong time, or just make the biggest mistake of your life, and you're gonna have to deal with rejection a lot as a teenager especially where you don't think as much with what you're typing unlike Robbie who had to, you know you're actually typing it on a typewriter you take time if you mess up do a typo you have to throw the whole paper away you know it's just there's not as much effort or thought into it with texts which may also add to why uh Robbie was successful but I'm just I'll, I just want to say that just to just to give some comparison about how how um, lucky he is and how how great and it may be a sense of fate here and what what what's really cool is when I was reading it I was th- started to think about uh, the movie Jerry Maguire because I I saw it a couple weeks ago and it it was just like how he had this the mission statement how great he thought it was and then right when he uh, found out that he submitted it just like how when Robbie found out uh, he gave the letter out he realized that that was a grave mistake and uh, Jerry thought that his career is going to be thrashed and like as did um, Robbie think that his shot or his chances with Cecile would be destroyed and come to find out Jerry Maguire does lose his job ultimately. However, he does find the love of his life at the end of the movie, and he is able to save his career with one agent, which is exactly what his mission statement said. He wanted to have le- less agents, get rid of the money, and actually focus on improving lives. When Robbie 
and Robbie ultimately got what he want. We know later uh, he is able to he has sexual intercourse with Cecilia, and they're they're both madly in love. It I think that everyone gets what they want when it's uh, when it's real. You you gotta be vulnerable uh, to a point to let to to get what you want, I suppose. Um, the most symbolism I saw though was in chapter seven with. Um, when Brienne went to the temple and she was blowing off steam, it's like with every strike, with uh, when she was slashing the the plants, it was like she was actually slashing her anger as well. Because you know when you when you're mad, sometimes you just um, they look at look at people who play video games. You know, I, I don't know if you've uh, seen videos when the Wii came out, people would throw their remote accidentally or be mad and they fling it and it hit the TV or break the remote. It's just like you you kind of like to I think it's a natural thing where you just like to break something when you're mad, you know, which is why angry people are known to be violent whatever. But she is thrashing and cleaning the temple if you want to if you want to think of it that way. I, that's how I thought about it. It was she was removing uh like moss and uh what was actually nettles, weeds and nettles from the temple. And, um, you know, it's not normal for plants to be growing inside a temple. We know that it was abandoned and old. So she was slightly cleaning it up, making it uh, to where it should be. And she was returning to her mind to where it should be. Um, and she also comes to reality that becoming an, uh, an Olympian is improbable. And the torn up temple isn't where she belongs, so she leaves. So a lot of symbolism there. And... Let's go ahead and ask the discussion question. So we see when Emily is thinking about her children, she thinks that there's no hope for the first two. She's completely upset and that she, she, she's mad, she's craving cigarettes, she, she's, she's stressed out and is just like, it's done, she's just done. And she has this migraine that's going on and I, does that to you symbolize, does the migraine symbolize the pain and worry that her children brings her? Is it not just that she's having a migraine, it's that it's supposed to be a, a, a mirror a basically parallel symbolism between her worry about her children and a migraine. But when she talks about Briani, I think we find out that that is her favorite child because her migraine tends to leave. Is that proof that that's her favorite child? And she also thinks about having another child after she's done thinking about Briani. Do you think that's health, uh, healthy for her mentally and emotionally, especially with all that's about to be going on? She's fearing that her husband's having an affair. I mean, is, is that smart? I don't know. I'll leave you to ask you the question. <laughs>